1: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
0: This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. It's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family,
1: delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke. This is our very first episode as Locatora Radio for the My Cultura Network. We're beyond thrilled. We're in a legitimate studio space, and we have not seen the inside of one of these in many years.
0: Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta, At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators make sure you never get faked over. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee.
1: See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.
4: Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis.
0: Pop it. Drop it! Lights out!
4: The New Orleans Pelicans Podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans Podcast, presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by my co-host, my man, Mr. Jim Eichenhofer. And Jim, uh, look, big game tonight against the Toronto Raptors, but me... I still want to talk about Herb Jones. You know, every day I just wake up and, and I turn to my wife and I go, hey, did you, did you, see, did you see the Herb Jones inbound play? <laughs> and she sighs and, you know, she gets ready for a day. And then when she comes out, I have it ready on my phone to show her. You know, I have it on loop. And, uh, and that's how I begin the day. And I think it's how every Pelicans fan
5: should really begin their day. And if I had to guess, this isn't the first time that this has happened either, where you wake up in the morning and you're like, did you see what Herb Jones did in the game last night or three games ago? Or Uh, did you see his rookie season? My side of the bed
4: has a whole Herb Jones wall, (laughs) you know, with my Alabama (laughs) flags and just, you know, Herb Jones pictures. (laughs) Uh, But that's neither
5: here nor there. He just happened to make a great play, you know, and I was just glad to see it. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Um, I, I thought that was the last minute was the most herb final minute of a game that you could possibly conceive of. Um I wrote after the game that he seemed to pack in all of the reasons why he's been praised locally and even nationally to a big extent. Why people love him. He packed all of that into just the last was like sequence of reel. the game. I'm gonna take a charge. That in the most important play of the game, of course, it's going to be drawing a charge. It's not going to be like dunking on somebody or
4: right. making
5: a three or doing something crazy. The smart, unglamorous. Right, play. exactly. Giving up the body and getting knocked over and having that be. And then I'm going to just, you know, be the one guy in the arena who thinks, okay, I'll just throw it off Poku's back and yes. I'll grab the ball and get fouled. Schoolyard ball. It was funny how many Pelicans players and maybe even coaches who who are like after the game, they're like, I didn't even see it because I was watching, um, you know, Green said like, he was
4: looking down at something else, right?
5: Uh, you're, you're looking at the other players and that are cutting and trying to figure out like, who's going to get open to pass this ball. And it turned out the man who was open to pass to catch this ball was Herb, the inbounder himself. Yeah, so. He just
4: looked in the mirror. It's me, <laughs> Herbert Jones. <laughs> and he did it. Sometimes a man of action just takes action. I love Herbert Jones. I love how cool and unbothered he is. Just, No emotion on his face at the free throw line. I would have been at that free throw line smiling like I got away with a crime. (laughs) Are you kidding me? And he was just, you know, cool as a cucumber knocking
5: down free throws. I love having Herbert Jones on my basketball team. I do too. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned the free throws because I wasn't nervous at all. Like he, it's not like he's an elite free throw shooter. He's, he's definitely made a huge improvements for when he was in, in college, but after he made that play. I don't know Graf probably would disagree with me on this knowing his his personality but uh I was just like, yeah he's gonna make these free throws. I didn't have any concern about it at all and that's yeah. exactly what happened. you know Graf
4: was squeezing glass bottles and shattering them on the air <laughs> at the time but uh, I think in his heart he knew that that herb could do it and indeed herb did it. That was a nail biter, an ugly game uh, against the thunder but what a satisfying win. It was almost worth the ugly game yeah. for the packaging you got. Just the bow on top you got to wait it out.
5: And I believe the the words that you the phrase you used was cool and unbothered to describe Herb. as far which I stole from John DeShazer, my man JD okay. by the way. There you go. And uh I, that also describes kind of the this collection of young players that the Pelicans have overall. I believe it was Rod Walker of NOLA.com who pointed out after the game that in clutch time in the last couple minutes where it was a tight game, one possession game back and forth, that Jose Alvarado, who I believe is still 24, was yeah. the oldest Pelicans player on the court for that. So it just shows you Oof. like what a job they've done bringing in young guys the last couple drafts and even non-drafted player in Jose Alvarado. So, But for the, for that group of guys to close out the win was huge. Um, and even just beyond that, the strides that we're seeing from Trey Murphy, who's mm-hmm. 22 or 23, Zion, who's only 22, Herb, I think, is 23. It's just incredible to see. And our guy, Dyson Daniels, is still a teenager, I think, until March. Wow. So it seems um, so mature. Yeah, he really does. He's kind of like, as we maybe discussed a little bit before, he's kind of like another version of Herb. Yeah, it's like you got another Herb. You got a twin Herb. Yeah. So... Great for the present, as far as being able to pick up that win, yeah. Improve to twelve and eight. You got a stretch coming up where you still have a bunch more home games. Um, hopefully, pick up some more wins. Great for the present, but also for uh, amazing for the future.
4: Yeah, that's a that's a lot of really young players, Jim. Do you think if we told them uh, how old we are, they would ask us if we had black and white TVs when
5: <laughs> we were kids? They they, w- they definitely would, and then they'd be even more. Surprised when we said the answer to that is yes. Yes. <laughs> I,
4: I I, think if we told some of the players our age, they would throw up like a rookie cop who saw their first murder scene or something on a movie. It'd probably Definitely. be bad. Uh, so we'll we'll keep them from that, and we'll just keep the ruse going that we're young and vital. Um, <laughs> our depth is going to be tested tonight. Uh, it is, you know, again, we've got some injuries we're dealing with. Brandon Ingram has been ruled out of this game. Uh, so we are, once again, rolling into this one shorthanded. The Raptors, however, look like they're going to be pretty much at full strength. Their only uh, injuries on their injury report are uh, non-players, generally. So, uh, once again, we're, we're seeing a full-strength team while we're
5: uh, a little hobbled, and it's going to be an interesting one. You mean non-factors on the Raptors' injury report, not non-players. They non-factors, actually are yes. players. They, they are
4: players who play in the league, <laughs> okay. but generally not for them on the okay. floor. Yes, I was yes,
5: going to yes, say, sorry. I hope they're not putting people people on there that aren't even yeah, like just a garbage players. man <laughs> Yeah, he said he wanted to hang out you know <laughs> try him out at point guard yeah no you're right um it's been very promising that we've seen jose step into a starting role the last few games for cj and do a very commendable job doing good stuff trey murphy has shown that he can handle more minutes he can handle the starting role can dunk on people He can dunk on everyone he had 20 points in the last game um, it was only two for seven from three, which is a just a horrible game yeah, by odd his standards. For him, yeah, but the fact that he still had twenty points, even though he only made a couple three pointers, just shows you again yeah. the transformation of his game, just the stuff that he's added. And then Dyson Daniels um, played twenty eight minutes in that game. Um, that's close to that. Might be the most. I'd have to look it up. That might be the most he's played in a game this year. It seemed a- like, felt a- like it. Again, a guy who you give him more responsibility, and he does great with it. So. Um, Pelicans are going to have to do the same thing against the Raptors tonight. A team that is a lot more experienced than Oklahoma City. Um, you know, honestly, more more talented, more guys that have been proven in the NBA. So, this is a bigger challenge than what was Monday. Um, but, I mean, I feel like so many of these guys are just hungry for the opportunity to play, either play in the case of Billy Hernan Gomez or play more yeah. in the case of some of the guys I mentioned. Yeah,
4: for sure. So, it's going to be a fun one tonight. Yeah. Uh, strap up, watch it on Bally Sports, listen to it on 99.5 WRNO if you are in the New Orleans area. And if you're doing that, you're going to want to hear our next guest. Uh, it's Mr. Todd Graffinini, the voice of the Pelicans on the radio. And, uh, you know, he's he's a little more nervous than Jim and I for tonight. We've been trying to calm him down. We got a weighted blanket we wrapped around him. We gave him a coffee. You know, we tried to sit him down, talk him through He's still a little agitated, so we're going to bring him in here, try to talk it through on the podcast here, and uh, we'll see if we can get him calm. So uh, let's let's bring him in here slowly and gently.
0: This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. Whether you're making moms famous recipes or getting your kids all dolled up to spend time with their loved ones, it's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke.
5: So we're really happy and proud that My Cultura saw something in us saw the value in the community that we've built because of y'all and decided to bring us on and so we're super excited about that but I think also like I'm very firmly rooted in keeping this as an audio archive and that Locatora is going to continue to highlight community voices and Mm -hmm. folks that don't always get the airtime or media attention that they should
0: Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura podcast network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field, with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style, and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, and the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Let me guess.
4: you know him and love him. He strikes fear into your heart every Pelicans game. Mr. Todd Graffinini, the voice of the Pelicans on the radio.
2: Joe Cardosi, how the heck are you? Jim Eichenhofer, <laughs> who am I striking fear into? I'm very curious. I'm
4: going to say anyone listening to the radio calls. Uh, I, I was joking uh, the other night when we won by, I don't remember, 40. No slippage, only up 38 now. I've got
2: PTSD. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's going to be permanent. It doesn't matter what the score is. I, actually, you're talking about the Golden State game. So, or, or maybe it was the San Antonio game. Those <laughs> games are... I like those games a lot. It, it, it just it, <laughs> You wouldn't know. It, it calms the blood pressure uh, to have games like that. Relatively uh, speaking. Relatively yes. speaking. <laughs> I, again, I'm always going to uh, worry. That's just me. I'm always going to worry if the other shoe's going to drop. But, uh, no, I'm sorry. I apologize to all those <laughs> out there who want stress-free broadcasts. I try, I do try when the <laughs> situation presents itself.
5: By the way, Joe, you introduce a, a, some of the guests as you know him and love him. I'm waiting for you to say, you know him and, you know, you kind of like him. <laughs> yeah, but... You know him, he kind of sucks, <laughs> but, you
4: know, he's around and
5: uh, he's not going anywhere. But luckily that ha- didn't happen today, so we're happy to have Graf with us.
4: No, we are. I'm always happy to have Graf around. And uh, Graf, I've just got one question for you uh, really to start this uh, podcast Man, how many times you watch that Herbinbound play, huh?
2: Unbelievable, man! Yeah, I, I, to to do it in that situation where the game is literally on the line yes. and you have no timeouts and really the only recourse is to do what he did. It, it's just, and you almost you almost felt sorry for Pokashevsky, who again. What are you doing, man? Why would you put your back to somebody yes. with, you, just, you just front him. You've got the length. Now, Herb's long, but he's not seven feet. But generally, you defend the inbounder somewhat. But, but yeah. who is he looking at? I mean, it, why would you put your back to the inbounder? What are you know. trying to do?
5: Basically, in that situation, um, you make a good point that he's like 6'11", really long arms. You would think that if you're going to put a guy defending the inbounds pass in that position where he's just – he's basically watching for anyone – any Pelicans player that runs out to deny an inbounds pass, but you don't do. The, you, you would want to do that with a guard that can't really um, influence the Im, the inbounder that much. Can't really get in his face. Like Poku has a lot better chance of deflecting maybe Herb's inbound pass well, with his you arms. Get, you get in his right. face
2: and you jump up and down. Right, and
5: you're, yeah. he has, he has a better be chance a to turn your back to him. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I would think he didn't do that on. I would think he didn't do that on his own. That he was instructed some level by the coaching staff to say, hey, deny some anybody that runs out towards the ball. The Pelicans don't have any timeouts. So try to deny somebody that's running towards Herb. But obviously that backfired. So, I mean, no pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
4: you hope you hope he was instructed to do that. He wasn't just going. Did I leave the stove on? And then Herb just bounces <laughs> right. a ball. Right. Or he off saw
2: somebody
5: back. with a cool T-shirt in the stands and was looking in that direction. Maybe I don't, I don't know. He Saw his own jersey. Somebody <laughs> was wearing. <laughs> An
2: incredible basketball IQ play at at you know that games are won and lost, and for him to do it, then of course, then you got to knock the free throws down, which mm-hmm. he did Talk to ice the game. Stones. But of course, if he had yes. taken the charge, the uh yes. the possession prior to that. I know we're going to get into that, uh, but more uh,
5: drama. Yeah, let, well, let's, Shea
2: Gill just driving, and there there was her now uh, blocker charge, as Rex Chapman would say. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, let's get into that. Um, you know, one of the th- I should preface this by saying that I thought, and maybe this is the bias in me coming out, and uh, but I also think that there's a lot of people that would agree with me, fa- Pelicans fans. Yeah, let it come out. He was. I thought he was using his off arm a ton in the last couple minutes. Like almost every time he drove, he was using his left hand to like push. His defender back a, a step or two. Um, they're not gonna call that unless it's really egregious. On the play in question, which the NBA actually put in the two-minute report that it should have been a block on Herb Jones instead of a charge on Shea Gilgis Alexander, I dispute the NBA's own ruling of them saying that no, 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 it should have been a block because I, I will I will give this I'll give this credit to the NBA referees. of the time when I watch a block charge, I can predict what they're going to call, which is a credit to them because it shows to me the consistency across the league that you can watch a play and say, I don't know about you guys, but for me, from my perspective, I know what they're going to call. I'm very surprised when it goes against what I think that's going to be. I can, I feel like I can see a charge. Like I know what a charge looks like. And when I saw that play, it was the definition in my mind of that. That's what a charge looks like. He, he kind of lowered his shoulder a little bit and he ran him over. Yeah, and went are to the floor like that, right. sliding back. One of the, one of the phrases that I always use because I think it applies so frequently to that situation is who initiates the contact and her, and Shay totally initiated the contact. Herb was retreating. He knocked him down um, with the, the force of his momentum was what put Herb on the floor. So, When the whistle blew and they said charge, I was like, of course. Of course it's a charge. Yeah. And I think I even tweeted, you know, like that wasn't that difficult of a call. So I dispute the NBA's own two-minute report. Is that a Jim Rant? Oh, no.
2: (laughs) Well, I I had a very interesting perspective, Jim, because from my point of view, when the whistle blew, I'm looking at – I'm trying to see which official is going to make the call first. Well, farthest away uh, on the other side of the court was James Williams. And I'm telling you, he was getting ready. Mm. He was moving his arms to call block. Right. And it was at that spot. I mean, this was the longest probably second and a half that you're, we're going to have. <laughs> in of the, your life. In, uh, I mean, it was like. Who's gonna make the call? Yeah. And Williams is getting ready to do this. And then a split second later, Matt Myers punches, you know, the the mm-hmm. the right arm forward. I'm like, hmm. it's a you know, and then you hear the call, but you had to wait. And you didn't because I'm telling you, one of those guys was getting ready to call block and they're I shudder to think what would have happened if the block I, would have been called in that arena might not have finished at, that game. at that time. Oh, just let's give Shea two more free throws and give him, <laughs> an, even, and give him an even 20 for the ball game. Yeah.
5: You know, it's funny. I heard that after the game that there were two two referees had two different calls, as you just explained, but I didn't see that in real time. I only was looking at the ref, apparently, right. that called the charge. Right. So luckily for me, I didn't go through the stress I I of, I, I, that of was waiting a, to see who was going to win. a half
2: of just complete... Yes. mind meltdown. <laughs>
4: see, I'm glad you guys are there for the perspective because I'm generally either looking at faders or at a TV that's about eight seconds behind. So I don't get that real-time stress. I'll let y'all figure it out. Uh, A.D. was talking to us on the podcast the other day. That would be Antonio
2: Daniels, the, correct?
4: The one true A.D. Yes. That's the only the, A.D. The that, one that we I rec- will recognize. recognize. Just yep. for yes. any
2: any people who are joining the podcast for the first time, for <laughs> yes. reference.
4: Yes, if I'm talking about Anthony Davis, I will see Anthony Davis. <laughs> A.D. is Antonio Daniels. Antonio Daniels was talking on the podcast the other day about how this is the deepest team in the league, in his opinion, and and A.D. is a guy that I don't uh, take when he says statements like that all that lightly. He knows the league. He has a serious XM show. He has to talk about a lot of teams. People can come at him from all different angles. He can't just say those things sort of willy nilly. He's
5: not a hot take guy either. Really? No. In any form. No, no, that's
2: actually against his nature to be a hot take. He's just very, very well informed. Yes. Um, look, if he says it, I I'm going to, you know, go with him because why would I, why would I disagree with whatever <laughs> Antonio Daniels has to say as far as the game of basketball? Um, I thought that depth was really put to the test the other night. Look, Oklahoma City's a very young team, but they have a lot of talent. Um, I thought that was a very impressive win for New Orleans, considering you don't have two year stars in CJ and BI and then two really big key bench players. And the Pelicans bench is really, really starting to come to the forefront now, if you look at the numbers, uh, with no Larry Nance and no Najee Marshall. Mm-hmm. So that was very, very important. Now, if, you know, we're going to, find out in, in a little while what's gonna be the, the status of CJ, at least for uh the Toronto game and uh Larry and Najee, I would think that Brandon's probably gonna miss yeah, another game. He's been ruled out yeah, well yeah, officially he's, so he's, so he's, he's gonna, gonna be not out. So yep. um Look, Toronto's really good, and Toronto yes. has been has been really banged up, and they have all of their guys back tonight. So, if you can get this one with uh, with another shorthanded lineup against a full strength Toronto team, man, uh, again, but you heard um, you heard Trey in the post game with Aaron Summers after mm-hmm. after. Uh, after the Oklahoma City win, next man up. I mean, that's what they're thinking. They're not they're not worried who's not playing. They're just worried about who is going to play and who's going to step up in people's absences.
4: I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Austra- the battle of the Australian players because right. speaking of the bench depth, you saw a lot of minutes from Dyson Daniels, and I almost feel and you, I think you, it was you that said it during the broadcast. Actually, uh, he he was more impactful than Josh Giddy during that game. I don't know if you can uh, attribute it to a sophomore slump. Giddy, no, uh, I don't Giddey's know if he's
2: attributed to to Dyson Daniels just being that good. I think Dyson Daniels is that good. I don't think Josh Giddy's having a sophomore slump at all. I, I mean, he's playing very, very well. It just been one off th- night. Yeah, yeah, no, you think about it. <laughs> You know, now that you go back through that game, he really did not have much of an impact, and that's the first time that we have played Oklahoma City with Giddy on the court. That Giddy really was not a non-factor because he has been a factor every time we played the Thunder. So, yeah, no credit to uh, when when those two guys met at half court and they were one on one. Like, man, think about it." it. Was like. It was like watching Zion against Ja. I mean, think mm-hmm. those guys have been going at it since they were probably 11, 12 years old and now you see the same thing with Daniels and Giddy. I was shocked
5: just looking at the stats that the
2: most stunning number on the whole game probably was
5: Josh Giddy had one assist every time that like as Graf said, every time the Pelicans have played them, he's been picking apart the defense. He's got great vision. Yeah. um so he just I think he he had a bad shooting game he was three for nine well, they're a um,
4: sneaky good team too they remind me of the pelicans a few years ago where like mm-hmm. they have a, a few really solid pieces a couple really solid pieces and then just a million draft picks to right. do whatever they want with. And it seems like they have a fan base that's kind of ready, you know? So the, I, I, a weird part of me when they're not playing the Pelicans sort of wants to root for OKC yeah, in that way.
5: And they're super raw right now. Like yeah. they have a lot of guys that have promise and talent and you can see kind of the makings of the ability that they have. But I mean, for example, they shot 37% in that game Monday night. So that was a killer. They didn't shoot three as well. Unfortunately, the Pelicans I thought were dragged down to that level a little bit offensively. Um, Shot twenty eight percent on threes, it and was, the big number was the twenty two turnovers. Yeah, no, too, they yeah. can't do that against Toronto.
2: It was not an aesthetically pleasing game. That, no. was, that was one of the that was one of those where you know you're about a quarter and a half in, and it's like this is a test of wills. Mm-hmm. Let's just end up with more points than the other team and yeah, get the heck out of comes, here.
5: Yeah, however this game ends with more points. It yeah. felt like both teams in the first quarter, plus like you just said, we're trying to win the game in the first half. It, it The word I used was frantic. It just seemed like it was both teams were just playing frantically for some reason. They were forcing stuff on offense, making passes that right. weren't there, that kind of thing. But I mean, it got a little better in the second half, but it was, it was one of those um, try to find a way to win mm-hmm. any way you can. And Herb obviously came through with the plays at the end. You the know, I'm going to ask
2: Willie I this, you know, how can, I mean, it's, I JD said very early, how can you not love this guy? Yes. I mean, he yeah. said that last, November. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask Willie Green this, but, you know, you think about three of the losses that we have ha- had, <clears throat> excuse me, this year, the overtime losses to Utah, to the Lakers, and to Atlanta. Each of those three games, you had an opportunity to get a stop. If you get a stop at the end of the ball game, mm-hmm. you win. Yeah. And you didn't do it. Each of the three times, of course, uh, Olenek won the game for Utah. Oh. Matt Ryan hit the Uh, three in Los Angeles. I'm never going to get over that game, by the way. (laughs) And then uh, DeJounte Murray made that incredible jumper jumper at Mm -hmm. the end of the Atlanta Mm -hmm. game to send that to overtime. You had that situation again against Oklahoma City, and this time Herb was up to the challenge. I don't care what the two-minute report says. No,
4: no, no. To hell with the two-minute report. Uh, Great Herb game, and I always love a good Herb game. It was Zion's 100th game, and he had a great game. I guess I didn't realize it was coming up, and I guess I didn't realize, uh, Jim, you were talking about this before. How much people would really hop on like the first hundred games as a mile marker? Yeah,
5: I feel like it was. uh, It must have been an ESPN directive or something because I know Andrew Lopez talked about it before the game, asked Zion about it after the game. I believe he. I hadn't listened to it yet, but I believe he went on um, Windhorse Brian Windhorse podcast and talked about his hundred games. So this was quite a. uh, Quite an all-around effort to discuss his hundredth game. Um, one of the stats that uh, I saw on Pelicans' social media, and I believe everything I read on Twitter. Yeah, of so, course, it's always true. Um, <laughs> is that he? Has, it was Zion scored the most career points in the first hundred games of any player since Michael Jordan. So I yes. mean that. I think you can start there ding, ding, and go ding, from there. What an yeah. amazing and then the stat most points in the
4: paint since Shaq, uh, who's another notable figure in the sport of basketball. Uh, it, I think you were saying it before, Graf. I mean, it just seems like everyone he's compared to in these first 100 games, it's never like some guy that had like one good season and flamed out. No. These are all-time greats.
2: You're, all the comparisons you've seen as far as the numbers go, Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, Will Chamberlain. I mean, that is that's that is heady, heady stuff. So, no, uh, it, I thought it would have been very fitting in Zion's 100%. Hundredth uh, game, if he would have had his first career triple double, mm. when he got triple triple digits in games mm-hmm. play. But you know, we got to start. We got to make shots, man, to give him the assists. He just we weren't shooting the ball that well that night, or he would have easily had over ten assists. And then we got to tell Trey Murphy to kip, quit ripping rebounds away from Zion, man. Get his <laughs> get his double. But uh, also, we got you know, to tell somebody to, to he give was him more close. than
4: one free throw. Uh, that'd be. That'd be nice. That's a
2: whole nother show. <laughs> yeah. That is a that is an entirely <laughs> other show. It's
5: amazing. I want to I see
2: a It's joke. amazing in a bad way.
5: I think we need a Joe Cardosi, not a two-minute <laughs> report, <laughs> but like <laughs> a 48-minute report. Yeah, we, need we need to, we need to see Ryan. you officially release your yeah, statement on look, just how Just give me a bottle throws. of
4: something brown, lock the door, <laughs> turn on the mics, and you will get your 48-minute report. Uh, it may not be suitable for children's ears, but uh, it will be a report of some sort. Zion uh, again in that hundred games. Uh, it, it was it was a great way for him to to put a bow on that. I was watching ESPN uh, and they were sort of having a montage of Zion's top five plays of his first hundred games, everyone was sort of grading Zion up to now, and everyone was was generally pretty glowing, even you know Kendrick Perkins and some of the people you wouldn't quite expect. And then uh, you know Zach Lowe said interestingly that it it was an incomplete for him, and Zach Lowe used to be a, a teacher. Uh, and, and he was saying that it's incomplete because he's seeing that you're only scratching the surface of what Zion is. He's seeing Zion picking up new skills and, and starting to open up parts of his game. And he, and he feels like it's an incomplete because a lot of what Zion could be hasn't even been shown yet. And I think that's one of the most exciting parts of, yeah, it took a while for him to, to get to these 100 games as a fan. But it's an exciting part of his game that it is just sort of starting to blossom.
2: No, oh, he's yeah. basically just over a rookie in yeah. games mm-hmm. played. So yeah. no, he's but to to his credit, he has mentioned uh after games and after practices that the game is definitely slowing down for him and he's letting it come to him instead of trying to trying to force things. And I, I think we're again we're seeing that in the assist totals that have gone way, way up for him. He's rebounding the ball at a much better clip than he had uh in his first, you know, eighty or so games. Um, and he's getting his teammates more involved and and he's playing better defense, too, Jim. I think you would agree with yeah, that.
5: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, 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 that was something that Willie Green talked about after the last game too. I think the term that he used was he's still kind of shaking off the rust of mm-hmm. being out for a full season, but um, he he said something to the effect of you know, we can live with any player on the team making mistakes here and there, but Zion's been in the right place more often. Um, just getting more games under his belt for any player. Like you said, he's just beyond the rookie mark in, in terms of, you know, 82 games and now he's played a hundred. So by the way, like, I think his post game Zion's post game after Monday was hilarious and entertaining. And mm-hmm. I think one of the best ones, anybody, I can't really do it justice. So I would recommend to anybody to go to Pelicans.com or, com or go to the app and watch. It was eight, nine minutes, but it was, it was pure gold. It was, he was cracking jokes. He was, Ribbing Andrew Lopez about his hat and yeah, asking, "Yeah, he he's
4: feeling good. Get
5: him, yeah." <laughs> the diva Andrew Lopez. <laughs> so, um, friend of the show. Yeah, exactly, and somebody we we should have later this week, hopefully. Yes, if his schedule aligns if for his us. If his
4: people can get with our people, right? And exactly. Coordinate it, yes.
5: But but anyways, um, it was it was it was fun to see Zion. I feel like just talk about his experience. I mean, at one point he did say something to the effect of, "You know." I wish things had gone better in terms of, you know, obviously I wouldn't want to miss the season and miss as many games as I had. But the good thing is, is now going forward, he has a chance to, to keep the momentum of how he's played. And hopefully we will see a triple-double sometime soon. Well, Graf, you got a, a busy day today, game tonight.
4: Going up against the Raptors, that depth is going to be tested. So get ready, gird your loins, Pelicans fans. We're going to take the ride with Graf tonight on 99.5 WRNO. I'll be there. Gus Catengel will be there. Graf will be locked in. Graf, see you tonight, man.
2: I will be there. Thank you so much for having me, gentlemen. Hey, big old
4: thanks to my buddy Graf, uh, Todd Graf the voice of the New Orleans Pelicans on your radio dial. He builds quite a story for you. And uh, Jim, it, it looks like, as I'm looking at my calendar, it is Wednesday. Yes. Uh, of this week, which means it would be Western Conference Wednesday.
5: It is indeed, Joe. It's Western Conference Wednesday. As, as people by now have become familiar with the concept, the Raptors are not a Western Conference team, but that's okay. We're still going to stick with that theme. The Pelicans have a bunch of games against the West coming up. Um, one of the things I want to mention off the top on this fine mid-week uh, day is um, Pelicans are in third place in the West. Two of the teams that are Stop ahead the of count. Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> Two of the teams that are ahead of them, uh, Phoenix is in first place, Denver's in second.
4: Yeah, they're good they, at basketball.
5: They have a bu- Falcons have a bunch of games, have three games against, to be exact, against the Suns in December, coming up here in a couple weeks. They play Denver on Sunday in the Smoothie King Center, as we've mentioned previously. So that's cool. I mean, you're if you can stay in that top tier of the West, you have a chance to play head-to-head against the teams that are in front of you right now. Um, I actually put a poll out, this morning for Western conference Wednesday. And the question asked, even though this is again, early in the season, um, asking people, what's your goal for the Pelicans in terms of the regular season? Is it to be the number one seed in the West? they are only two games behind Phoenix right now. Is it to be in the top four, which gives you home court advantage in the first round, or is it to be in the top six, which if you finish in the top six, obviously you don't have to be part of the play in tournament, the way the Pelicans were last season and had to fight their way just getting into the playoffs. Um, it's early, but so far, the the by far, the leader in this poll is people's goal is 61% right now is top four seed. There we go. Top six seed is 26%. Top number one seed is only 13% right now. I mean, I mm-hmm. think people realize that even though it would be amazing to be the one seed that's a bit – I mean that that's it's asking a lot. It's not not to say that it's impossible. Like I said, you're only two games behind the Suns, but I mean that's to be the best team the out West, of this fifteen yeah. is is a is a tall order. Um, but I like I like the idea though of being a top four seed. Pelicans. I just thought of this just now. New Orleans has not been higher than a six seed since two thousand eight. So we're talking it'll be fifteen years by the time the spring playoff rolls around. Oh, if they haven't had. They haven't had first a first round home court advantage. They haven't had home court advantage in a series, any series, since then. So I mean, that would be incredible. So I th- and it's a
4: real home court advantage now. It really feels like playing yeah. at the Smoothie King Center would be such a home court
5: advantage that this team hasn't been able to enjoy in a long time. Good call, and that makes me. It reminded me of Monday against OKC. You know, all due respect to the Thunder, they're not a, really a marquee team right now. They don't have a great record. But I was impressed by how loud the crowd was. Mm-hmm. For you know, we just got over got through the holiday season. Sometimes when you come out of that, you you have some quieter crowds. Um, but it was yeah. it was pretty loud, and uh, I mean. The season t- ticket holder number has gone up so much that you're gonna ha- you're not gonna have many games where there's that many empty seats just because there's so many people that are gonna be there every single night, which we obviously love to see. Yeah, and hopefully we'll see the same thing, uh, you know, Wednesday against Toronto.
4: Yeah, and we've heard that about ourselves, Thunder fans. Hang in there; you're gonna be all right. A scrappy team that I, I think a lot of people just sort of see OKC and they're like, eh. but uh, they're one of those teams that that are sort of under the radar and can punch you in the jaw. Uh, if you're not looking out for him tonight, another scrappy team. Todd Eni will need to be um, comforted. I feel like tonight.
5: Yes, and along those lines, Joe. I, you know, after the conversation we had with him, I thought it would be nice to take it another step. There's many different things that we can do to try to make him feel better and feel more. You know, so I, I made a few phone calls and I have a therapy dog that I've set up to nice. for Graf. He can meet it, you know, hopefully he continues to listen after his segment and he listens to the end of the show here. Yeah. And he can meet the dog outside of one of the sections in the 100 level. The dog will be there for you. And hopefully this will help Graf to get through tonight's game yes. in a much more, you know, calm state of mind
4: that that's a lifesaver. I can only hope for the dog's sake that the dog cannot hear, (laughs) uh, because that is going to be a rough assignment. Uh, but you look, we'll have the antacids. We'll just have them strapped to the dog, just antacids. And, uh, look on Friday, we'll be with you again with Mr. Andrew
5: Lopez. What of ESPN. Finally, we've made it happen. It's been too long. I think the last time we got him was the beginning of October. We had to move mountains. We had to yeah. maybe bribe a few people. I had we to ha- answer a Riddles 3 <laughs> from some cave troll. It was crazy. Yeah, But we do have him lined up for Friday's show. Uh, he confirmed that with me um, earlier this week that he would be available. <gasps> if, he is, if somehow he is not available, it's his fault. So I want people to know that already on the Front end, but we're looking forward to Andrew being here.
4: Yes, send your hate mail to Andrew uh, because, look, we've tried everything we can. We've got uh, we've got all of his riders fulfilled. Uh, we've got nothing but yellow M&Ms, nothing but purple gumdrops, and uh, the room has been relit to his preferences. So we're hoping that uh, Andrew Lopez will find it acceptable, and we're excited to have him from ESPN on Friday's podcast. So look out for that. We are the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends and pals to give us a listen. At Jim underscore Eichenhofer on Twitter at jcar504. If you want to tweet at us, we'll talk to you again on Friday. And until then, go Pels. Thanks for listening to the
0: New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the
4: podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New
0: Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. This clip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The holidays always find a way. It's about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with good friends and family, delicious food, and of course, an ice cold Coke.
1: This is our very first episode as Locatora Radio for the My Cultura Network. We're beyond thrilled. We're in a legitimate studio space and we have not seen the inside of one of these in many years. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your
0: favorite My Cultura shows, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators make sure you never get faked over. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's smart to use a smart doorbell or smart fridge, but you should also
0: be smart about your money. A U.S. Bank Smartly Checking Account waives ATM fees in any U.S. Bank and MoneyPass network, has no monthly maintenance fees with monthly direct deposits of $1,000, and has no overdraft fees when you overdraw your account $50 or less. Now that's smart. Open a U.S. Bank Smartly Checking Account in under five minutes at usbank.com banksmartly. Deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, member FDIC.